Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I want you to understand some stuff today that's going to change your life forever. Because how many of you know pressure is going to be in your life? Um, pressure is going to show up no matter what. And I want to show you why pressure shows up. And, you know, I was thinking about this. We've been talking about the promises of God. Um, they, they make you rich and they addeth no sorrow. Amen? But, boy, they sure do come with pressure. You know what I mean? And if you don't understand how to rightly navigate pressure, pressure will make you forfeit your seed. Um, I told them in the morning service, I really want you guys, and they'll, 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 next week, let's build, a, let's build a pocket where we can show them how to do that. You need to be listening to the podcast. Okay? You can't make it Sunday to Sunday. It ain't going to work. You got to get that Wednesday. Wednesday, I talked about the power of words. You got to start making, like, put it in the car. You People watching from all over the world, watch the webcast or get the podcast. Play it when you're going to work. Do whatever you got to do. But you can't, it's like, it's a skip and a jump. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's too far of a jump. Wednesday comes by and goes, and you guys, I'm not picking on you. I'm just trying to help you. You know what I'm saying? Because Wednesday comes and goes, and then it's like, I talked about it. I can't go back. And I know you need it to get to the next thing. Does that make sense? The power of words is amazing. You know what I mean? Because I was talking about the promise in the power of words. So get it. All you got to do is go to iTunes, type in Relevant Church for crying out loud, and the little image will show up. You'll see it's a little orange sticker. Download it. It'll come to you every week. All you do is subscribe, and it comes every week, and you keep listening to it. That's it. And put it on and go. Watch it in the car. Do what you got to do. Or if you, if you have the discipline to watch the webcast, watch the webcast. But the podcast is so easy because you just take it with you. You can be walking on the beach and listening to the Word of God. Amen? So I just want you to have that resource. Is that okay? I believe in you guys. I know you can do it. Amen? Okay. So here's the thing. So why am I going to talk to you about pressure? I've been talking about this, and I didn't, I didn't know why this was so important, but this morning I understand why. The promises of God. Everybody click in, dial in, let's go. I know you're doing it. The promises of God have to be found, and the promises of, half of God have to be processed the way they have to be processed. Otherwise, they don't come to pass in your life just by natural reason, okay? So, so I'm explaining. All those promises are yes and amen, but you're not going to get them to manifest if you don't go through the process of how God said. That's not God being mean. It's just that you got to do your part. So let me explain to you what happens. We, we were separated from God. Okay? And because we were separated from God in the beginning with Adam, we were separated from God's presence and his promises. Does that make sense? Then we come back to God in both. He said the oath and the promise is both ours. But here, here's the problem. They don't just come to pass because they're mine. They come to pass because of faith. So if you don't put faith in the promises of God, they're not going to come to pass in your life even though they're yours. So you have to find them, and we have to understand the process of how to do them. Otherwise, we'll live without them. Now, is that all right? So I started asking myself the question, well, I got to show you guys how to do it, because if you don't see how to do it, how are you going to know how to do it? So I'd rather help you get it. So you're going to teach. It's like Bible school, so get ready. You know, I'm not going to just, oh, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's really not going to be great until you understand the process. But if you don't understand the process, the problems show up, and now you have no way to get through the problems because I'm stuck in the pain. Okay? So let's just take the Word of God. Let's pull it apart. I'm going to give you some stuff, and then you're going to have to figure out whether you're going to apply it or not. But if I, I don't know about you, but if you tell me how to do it and I don't do it, that's on me. But if I don't know how to do it, then that's on you. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get it. You know what to do. You guys are sharp. You're quick. You're bright. You're ready to go. Okay? But I want to show you something here, and I want you to see this. Because you have to get an understanding that just because the Bible says I can have it, I still have to have faith for it. Because I was separated from it in the beginning, and just because me spiritually now is connected with God doesn't mean every one of those problems become my instant inheritance. I have to have faith for exchange to receive them. Okay? If I don't have faith to exchange for the promises of God, I'll live without them, even though they're mine. That's claiming my inheritance. If I don't claim my inheritance by faith, you'll live void of it even though it's yours. Meaning this. Many Christian people live their whole entire life. They don't prosper, even though prosperity has been given to them. They don't walk in peace, even though peace has been given to them. They don't walk in joy, even though joy. Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
How could you not have those? Well, you got them, but are you developing them? How do you develop them with the promises? So I want to show you in the Word of God what the Word of God said, and once you see it in the Word of God, you figure out how to do it or not. It's real easy, okay? So let's just look. Let's just look at this real slow. We're going to go slow. Take some good notes. I'm not going to keep you all day, but I want you to really get an understanding of this because I really believe that not knowing how to do it can almost be can almost be a real process of pain, and then we don't know how to get out. So Mark chapter four, verse fourteen is where I'm going to start. And like I said, I'm going to give you quite a few scriptures, so just write them down. Mark 4.14 is going to make a lot of sense. And I want you to understand that pressure is not a problem. Pressure is just really a promotion in disguise. Pressure is not a problem. Pressure is just a promotion in disguise. Okay? But you have to get an understanding. I think a lot of times people see pressure come and go, oh, God, what am I doing wrong? I got news for you. Pressure is probably because you're doing something right. And if you don't understand what you're doing right, you got a problem because you're like, oh, great, when's this get easy? It probably never is going to get easy. But God's always going to stay faithful. Is that okay? Is that all right? But here's the thing. If you don't know how to play the game, you'll lose and not know how. The sower sows the word. These are they by the wayside. Where the word is sown, but when they've heard it, Satan comes immediately and steals or taketh away that word which was sown in their heart. Now, we're going to break this down real slow. For some of you, it's going to be a recap. Just go along with me. You've heard me say this, but i got to put it all together so you can see it. He said, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word of God that was sown in the heart. Remember that? Remember that? So how in the world is the word of God sown in the heart? Romans 10, 17. Just write these scriptures down. I'm going to give you about 15 of them today. So you know what I mean? Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay? We understand that. You got that? Romans 11, 1 and 2. Don't go to all of them, Angelo. We're going to be here all week. Ready? Mark, Hebrews 11, 1 and 2. You all know what it says, right? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders obtained a good report, and we understand that the world was framed through words. Can you go to, can you go to Hebrews 11, 3? Just let them see it, because I really feel like they need to see it. I really got to stay functioning, so, so don't move around a lot today. That's what I told the ushers. I said, this is, this is like a training camp. Like, I don't, I don't want to get distracted. So don't, don't do nothing goofy. Just, no, I'm serious. Because, because like this morning, I would have missed the Holy Spirit because, because people don't know how to have proper etiquette in church. You have to posture. Let me tell you something about God. Nine out of ten people don't know who God is. They don't have the posture to be in God's presence. He's coming so strong. Watch him change this room in a minute. Because he's going to confirm everything I say. I'm almost scared at what God's getting ready to do. I'm telling you. Because you never, you never qualify for what heaven has until you qualified in the earth. And most people never qualify in the earth. That's why heaven never speaks to them. Because heaven will never qualify you until you qualify in the earth. That's why you'll always be an instant listener. You'll always be an instant listener. Because if you can't listen to a man, you'll never hear God. He won't talk to you. He won't. You say, yeah, he does. No, it's just your head telling you you think it's God. He don't talk. He doesn't have to because you haven't qualified in the earth. Oh, I think it's true. No, it's not. He said, how can you love something you can't see when you can't even love the person in front of you? It's your human spirit talking to you because you're human because you because the Holy Spirit within you within you doesn't really talk to you. Why? Because the Holy Spirit would sign to you. He won't. He'll just bring back things to your remembrance, but half the stuff you remember, you reject. That's deep. That's just deep. So just notice, what do I do? I'm scared. I'm nervous. Don't get scared or nervous. Just instantly obey the word. And immediately. Well, I don't know if I want to walk in love. Don't do it. Look, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to show you. Because when he shows up, let me tell you something about, I found out about God. He'll forgive you. Man, that's so good. He'll forgive you of anything. You understand me? He'll forgive you of anything. He'll forgive you of anything. Anything. Anything he'll forgive you of. But he's not going to fellowship with you. Not to you qualify. You have to qualify for fellowship. 
And that's when your heart's right. David said, search me. Amen? He loves you, but he wants to get on you. And when he gets on you, you change. You know what I'm saying? You feel his presence? He likes this kind of talk. Don't get nervous. The blood of Jesus drew you nigh. You can walk in there as full of sin, but I don't just want to stay like that. I want to grow. You understand what I mean? That means where I don't have an opinion no more. I don't want an opinion. You okay? This is weight just came and we go. All right, you smiling? Look what it says right here. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Now watch this. So that things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. So the things that were seen were not made of the things which do appear. So there's an eternal substance of faith has created everything that we see. Okay? So we've got to go back to the place of understanding this, that there's an imaginary world that, that contains mysteries, the mysteries of the kingdom. So how does this mystery work? Because I'm kind of stuck in a spot not understanding. What did he say about Mark chapter 4? He said it's the mystery of the kingdom. This is how the kingdom of heaven works. So go back to 4.15 and just look at this. The sower sows the word. These are they by the wayside, such as hear the word of God. But when they've heard it, Satan comes immediately and what? Taketh away the word that was sown in their heart. So now when the word of God is heard, right, the word of God is sown. And the word of God is sown where? In your heart, where it could bear fruit and change your life and transform your life, okay? Now, let's just read verse 16, and then we're going to go to James chapter 1. And these are they likewise, and this is what I want you to do. And these are they likewise, which are sown on stony ground. When they've heard the word of God, immediately they receive it with cause. This is the hearer of the word. I heard it, I'm happy. I heard it, I got joy. I heard it, this can change my life. I heard it, I'm excited. Yay! Yay, everybody say yay. Yay! Look at your neighbor say yay. Yay. Hey. Receive it with gladness, but watch this. Keep going. And would have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time, Afterward, when affliction or persecution or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they become offended. Everybody say affliction and persecution is pressure. It's pressure. It's pressure for the promise because if pressure is going to make you forfeit, you know what's kind of funny? Pressure leads to offense. Write that down. Pressure equals offense if you're not careful. Because why is this not working? What's going on? James chapter 121. And then we're going to look at this, okay? James 121 says what? It says, receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able. It really says this, wherefore lay apart all filthiness. You see it? And superfluity of naughtiness. But receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. See that? Now, now get, get something here. Now stay with me. Your soul needs to be trained. You have to tell your mind what to think. Do you get that? You have to tell your mind what to think. I love my wife. I love my wife. Why do you tell yourself you love your wife? Because you've got to teach my soul what to feel. I play with you. You guys think I'm playing when I'm in here. I'm playing with your head. Did you hear what I just said? Why do you talk to yourself like that? Because everything's talking to you. I walk in love. I'm a person of love. When I communicate, love comes out of me. See it? Because if you don't talk to you, everything else is talking. You pulling this in? See it? It's weighty in here, ain't it? Don't get nervous. He ain't going to hurt us. He, it's not like fire is going to come out the sky. I'm praying, for, I'm praying fire. I am praying that prayer, though, but it ain't for you. It's going to show up in politics real quick. Because I have more time to keep talking. I'm going to go show them who, who the God is. There's only one. I'm going to be on CNN, the Christian News Network. Say, so who's this guy in Florida? He's calling down fire, and people are catching on fire. Oh, God, just let him burn a little bit. Let him burn. Burn, baby, burn. Disco Inferno, burn, baby, burn. Hey. Yay. Come on, let's go. 
I like it. Which is able to save your soul. What can save my soul? My mind and will and emotion needs to be taught what to think, what to feel, what to do. And if you don't teach it, guess what? It'll go autopilot and react, right, according to your flesh and produce lack of fruit. Look at this in the Amplified Bible, if you could. I know they got it up there for you. I want you to see this. James 121, Amplified Bible. It's going to change your life because you got to get something here. Look up there. Look up there. So get rid of all cleanness and that remains of wickedness and with humble spirit. Everybody say humble. Write this down. If I ain't humble, I'm not receiving nothing from God. God resists the prideful. See, here's the thing. Humility in the heart of the recipient is now ready to receive. You have to receive with meekness the engrafted word with God. That means you can't show up with pride and say, I know, or I'm gonna, or I'm, you gotta what? You gotta withdraw, you gotta retreat, you gotta surrender. You gotta get rid of your opinion. I don't, I don't, I don't man, let me tell you something. If you still got an opinion, you ain't even getting close to God yet. I don't want no opinion. You know what I'm saying? So humility, if you do not receive, let me tell you, what do I mean by pride? Pride is an exalted opinion above the word of God. That's all pride is. It's an exalted opinion above the word of God. Well, I walk in love if you, no, no, no. You walk in love no matter what. Well, I walk in love or I'll do what I want. No, 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 no. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? Well, I don't feel like it. You don't, you, you're goofy. Well, whatever, you still got to walk in love. Humbleness. That what? In a humble spirit, receive the word of God. Look at this. Which is implanted or actually rooted in your heart. And it's able to save your soul. So Romans 10, 17 said, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Mark chapter 4 said, when you hear the word of God, it goes in your heart. James 1, 21 said, when you hear it, it gets rooted in your heart. Mark chapter 4, 15 said what? Having no root in themselves before time, hold it and then get rid of it. But what made them get rid of it? Pressure. Why? Because people equal pressure and problems with disobedience. It isn't disobedience as much as it's the system of the heaven working with a seed. A seed needs pressure to break open and produce the life within it naturally. And the seed of the word of God is going to need to stay connected in your heart long enough to bear the fruit of what it's supposed to do and take over the garden of your heart. But here's the thing. Now, here was the problem. I'm like, well, why in the world do I have to stand in faith to get these promises to come to pass? Why don't they just come to pass? They're all mine. God said they're ours. God said it's our inheritance. God said they're the promises of God. God said, go to Galatians 3.13. You okay? Well, then why don't you just do it? He can't just do it. He needs faith. Let me tell you, this sovereign God business, I don't like it, and I don't preach it, and I'm not going to preach it, and I might be wrong about it theologically, but I don't care. I don't think God's sovereign at all. He does something for you, but he doesn't do something for me. He does something for you. He doesn't do, and I understand sovereignty of God in a different way, but I think that's the way people look at it, like, God bless you because you're fancy, but not me. That's baloney. God needs words, and God needs faith, and without words and faith, God can't do nothing. You say, what do you mean? Well, the, who's the God of this world? It ain't God. It's small g, Lucifer. Trapped in the earth, trying to what? Manipulate and cut. You got to stand your faith. If you don't have faith for a promise, you can't get it to come to pass. And without faith, God does not bring you exchange. Because what does Hebrews eleven six say? For he that comes to God must believe that he is God, right? And then he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And what do you mean is? Is what? Not is God as much as is a rewarder. Hebrews eleven six is what? He, come on, who comes to God must believe that he is He's a rewarder. I was just trying to tell you he. I might have messed you up. I apologize if I did. I was trying to get you to understand I'm talking about God. Okay? You wouldn't come to God if you didn't think he was God. You just got to come to God knowing he's a rewarder. Does that make sense? He who comes to God must believe that he is a rewarder. You get that? He's a rewarder. Comes to God, must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For him that comes to him must believe that he is. And then he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What do you mean? 
must believe that he is. He's going to do everything he said he's going to do. Watch this. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed everything that hangeth on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through faith. Here we go. Through the Spirit. We might receive the Spirit. Brethren, I speak not after the man, because man could add her to and disannul this covenant. But his covenant ain't made of man. It's perfect. Watch this. Keep going. Now to Abraham, we see where the promises made. Promises, plural. We say plural. Promises. Or made. He said not in the seeds as many, but one. Plural, but then he goes singular. Why does he go singular? Because everything you need is in Christ. And where's Christ? He's in you. Colossians 1.27. Just write it down. We're going to John. We're going to 1 John 2.20. Now watch this. You got to get this now. You with me? Okay. Now don't go nowhere right away. Seeds as of many, one seed, the Christ in you, Colossians 1.27, the hope of glory. What is the mystery of the kingdom? You want to see it? Go there. We're in church. Let's take five more minutes. Go to Colossians 1.27. To whom God would make known what is the mystery, or basically what is the riches of the glory, the mystery among you, which is what? The Gentiles. Aaron paraphrasing. Let me read it. I'm screwing it up. Go back. Sorry. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Did you get that? Do you understand what that says? Did I lose you with the Galatians? All right, I'm going to go back and forth. You guys are smart, okay? So just, just look at your neighbor and say, you smart. Look at your other neighbor and say, you brilliant. Did, it, did we go too fast? Did we go too fast? Where do we leave off? Look, I didn't come here to be cute. Serious. What did I do this morning, Mom? Right? I was like, nah, I'm telling you, you would have loved it. Miss Ramona said, I stopped in the middle of service and said, let's go back. Was I, was I there? Listen, was Angela, was I there this morning? I was there this morning. I was like, look, we ain't in, we're, we're in no rush. You, you, no, you, you hear me? Just chill. I know, that's why you need to talk to me. Look, I love you guys. Listen, when you guys go, huh, I go, wait, rewind. When you're like, praise the Lord, I go, they're gutting it. So I know how to navigate the place. Let's just go slow. I think I lost you. Some of you went tilt when God's presence showed up. I can't understand that. But let's just get back on it. We're good. This is cool. You guys are brilliant, man. We're going to go back to Galatians chapter 3. What he was basically saying was this in Galatians chapter 3. Everybody take a deep breath. Look at me. I'll navigate us through this, all right? It's not deep. I'm not trying to be like all homolytically stupid. Just stay with me. You know, because sometimes you get fancy and nobody knows what you're talking about. And like, wasn't that good? You're like, I don't even know what this dude said. So let's go back. We're going to go back to Galatians chapter 3. What he was basically saying was this. The promise I gave you was Christ. That's the seed. The one thing you need is Christ in you to hope of glory. Every promise in that book becomes alive when you put that seed in your spirit. You get it? Because where's Christ? He's in me. Go to Colossians 1. Go, I'm sorry. Go to, go over to that one. Go to 1 John 2.20. It's going to make sense. Let me just go forward and I'll rewind, okay? Because this is what you got to get. The anointing's in you. Okay, go to first John. But you have an unction, which is a fancy word for anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Put that in the Amplified if you could. Let's just see what it says. We got plenty of time. Okay, I got like another half hour with you guys. So just go slow. It was like, we're going to stay here that long? Yeah. Go. Put the Amplified up there if you can. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you have been set apart, specially gifted and prepared by the Holy Spirit, and all of you know the truth because he teaches us, illuminates our minds, and guards us from error. He's trying to lead you. Look at Colossians. Let's, why do I keep saying Colossians? Look at 1 John 2.27. You can lead it in the Amplified, and then we'll go back to King James. This way it's easier for you. Okay? Did you write that down? Now you go over these scriptures when you go home. Right? And as for you, the anointing, the special gift, the preparation which you receive from him remains permanently in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you, but just as an anointing teaches you and gives you what? insight through the presence of the Holy Spirit, but all things and is true and is able and is not, and is not a lie. It's true, not a lie. Okay, do you see it? And that's even better than the King James. Don't even worry about reading the King James, right? So what he's saying, he said, I got this anointing in me, and this well, I don't need nobody to teach you. Yeah, you need somebody anointed to teach you. That's what it's saying. You don't just need anybody to teach you. You need somebody anointed to teach you, otherwise you won't learn nothing. That's the difference. You got to be gifted in it, okay? So let's go. Go back to Galatians chapter 3. So where's this anointing? 
Tell me, what is a fancy word for the anointing? It's the Holy Spirit living in you with his presence. That's an easy way to say it. Everybody say, the anointing is the Holy Spirit in me, living in me, his person and his presence. Amen? Remember that? How did he come in? John, John 14, 16. John 14, 16, and 17. Yeah. Go there. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it sees him not, neither knows him. Watch this. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. He lives in you. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the living God? That God lives in you. You hear me? Luke 4.18, for the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Luke 4.18, write it down. Luke 4.18, for the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel. To do what? Preach the gospel to the poor. Right? So, send out, everybody say, what's within me will come upon me. Here's my question. How do I get what's in me to come upon me? Words. Actions. That's how faith gets released. Remember Romans 10.10? 10, 10? Remember that one? 10.8? Says that's how you can see it. You want to go there? Go there. We got all day. Romans 10.10. 10. For at the heart man believeth unto righteousness, but the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Heart and mouth got to connect. Want to know what your problem is? Your heart and your mouth are not connecting. That's why you're not releasing any faith. Faith's two places. In your mouth and in your heart. See, I don't like this stacking this faith business. Faith, I'm going to say something, I'm going to go on an edge. Don't throw nothing at me. You're a Rama guy. But so am I. Faith doesn't grow where you think it grows. See, that's, it was, it's a, it, it's a, it's because here's the thing. Everybody say, well, faith grows, faith grows, faith grows, faith grows. I, we got a measure of faith, but faith grows. Faith only grows in your human spirit. It doesn't grow on any other side. And the only way faith grows is at the capacity of your human spirit to receive what God speaks to you. You know, you're not like some little faith person, and then you become a big faith person, and all this faith person, and great faith person, and all this faith person, and look, look, you're like, and I, I, if anybody's vertically challenged, I apologize, I'm not trying to be mean, but you're not like a midget in the spirit, then you become full of doll, and then you become a giant, and it's, nah, 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 nah. It grows, one, Oh, man. You ready? A strong man's spirit could sustain him in bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit who can endure. Here's what happens. You ever notice when your spirit man's weak, you can't hear and follow God as good? But when your spirit man becomes strong, you could hear, yes, sir, direct orders from God and not even flinch. Who changed? You change because your human spirit now is not as strong as it needs to be. A weak spirit, uh, watch what he says, a strong man's spirit, the real you, can contain him in bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit, who can bear? Oh, you thought staying out of church was a great idea? You can't even walk straight no more. Oh, you thought staying out of that book was smart? But you just want people to come here because you're good. I'll be here with four of you. That's how the devil gets you right where he wants you. You can't believe nothing when you're strong, when you're weak. Oh, God said, but. Uh, yeah, God said he could save this thing, but. Uh, God said. See, but when your human spirit's strong, say it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, commander. You'll live and not die. Yes, sir. See what I'm saying? This ain't a game. I'm not picking on you, understand what I'm saying? I hit the atmosphere. Because you, no, you ain't got no hope without God in the earth. You don't think I'm yelling at you. You know I'm not yelling at you, right? Have you guys figured me out by here now? Did you get rebuked? If you did, just take it like a soldier. I won't know who it is. I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. People go like this. Are you talking to me? No, I don't even know you. I don't even know what you're going through. I'm just hitting the atmosphere. You see what I'm saying? This is why you got to stay strong. 
You stay strong because when the enemy comes to your mind and you got to get the word of God coming out your mouth, you know what happens? If you don't believe your words, you don't think the enemy's going nowhere. Now you're quaking in your boots. You see what I'm saying? Well, did you think you weren't going to get pressure? Pressure's coming for the word. If you don't got no word, you ain't got no pressure. But if you got some word, you got pressure. You see it? Heart and mouth got to connect. Heart and mouth got to connect so faith can be released. Did you see that? Now go back to Galatians chapter 3. So what's, what's the difference? Pressure's trying to get your mouth and heart not to connect. Did you get that? Pressure's coming to get your heart and mouth not to connect. So what do I got to do? I got to make sure I keep my mouth connected to the word. This is what we keep telling you in church. Who calleth those things that be not as though they were. Are you all right? We okay? That's why you say what the Bible says even when you can't see what the Bible says. That's why you say, well, you lying. You ain't lying. You lying if you tell me what you see. Come on, somebody. You see it? You got to say what the word says about your situation. You okay? Are you getting this? Go back. To, we're going to go to Galatians 3. And this I say that the covenant was confirmed before of God in Christ the law. Watch this. Keep going. Which was 430 years after cannot be disannulled, which means the it shall not make the promise of none effect. What does that mean? We, now, here we go. Ready? We got a promise from God that he was going to give us the Holy Spirit and that the Holy Spirit was going to be sealed to come and live in us. But we got to understand something. That was the promise, but he gave us promises. We've got the promise of the Holy Spirit on the inside. You with me? And now we got the Holy Spirit within us, and we got to take the seeds of the Word of God and allow them to take access in our hearts so we can grow the God and the God. If you don't let that seed stay in your heart, it will not grow and produce the fruit you need to live in life. And therefore, you'll forfeit some of these promises even though they've all been given to you. So now here's the question I got. Well, God, why don't you just make them come to pass? He can't make them to come to pass. He has to have faith released in what he said. Otherwise, it cannot come to pass in your life because of the fall of man. So the only thing you and I got to have is faith in the promise of God. And then we got to give it called this element called time. Nobody really likes time because time is connected to patience. Go to James chapter 1. Okay? Now, I want you to start understanding something. Remember I told you three weeks ago, or whatever it was, I said, truth can manipulate time. It's the only thing that can manipulate time. Because truth has the power to manipulate time, because it, time, came in the fall of man. But truth has superseded time. What do you mean manipulate? I could speed things up. If you were planning, like some of you, this is the easy way to look at it. Some of you are looking at like, I'm going to retire when I'm 62. I'm going to plan for my retirement. That's great. You should. That's smart, right? But here's the thing. How many know truth can tap into a season of life where you supersede time and get you to retirement in a month what was going to take you 25 years to plan for? Did you get that? Miracles, miracles are just, are, are sped up promises of God. That's all they are. They, they speed up because t- truth has overrode time, and now time, its element has no boundaries because it's, it has to bow its knee to truth. Is that all right? Did that make sense? Does that make sense? Does, does that make sense? Like, it's like you got a broken arm, and the doctor goes, six weeks to recovery. You step into truth, I'm healed by his stripes. You move six weeks forward, get what you got to get, and go back in the moment. See, God's in 1973. He's in 3030. He's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He can move in time. Everything is now, right? Because you, you, ne- you never leave now, really, right now. Have you seen tomorrow? Come on, guys. No, nobody's ever seen tomorrow because when it shows up, it's today. Come on, nobody's ever, you just live in now. You can't go backward, you can't go forward, you just live in now. That's why if you could ever break the limitation dimension of time by knowing this, I just live in now, well, when do you believe you receive? Faith is now. If I got it now, then guess what? God can move in and forward and back because he is time. He is the fullness of time, meaning that he is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning. He is the end. He has the capacity to move in every dimension and bring you what you need at every given moment of your life. So now we're not bound by time because truth overrode time. So here we go. We're back. My brethren... Count it all joy 
When you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Can you put James 1, 3? Okay, let's read 4. You're good. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Can we look at James 1, 2 in the Amplified? Angela, please. It's going to help you see it, okay? Are you getting this? Are you seeing what I'm saying? I'm pulling it in? Holy Spirit, li- look at this. Holy Spirit lives in me. God sealed with him. Got the promise in me. Got promises in that book. They need to come to pass. I got to hear them for me to get faith for them. Faith comes by and hearing by. When I hear them, what do I got to do? I got to mark chapter for them. I got to accept them. If I reject them, faith leaves. I got to accept what I hear. The minute I accept what I hear, it gets sown. Now I got to wait because pressure's coming. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me read this. Let me read this, and we're going to go back. You're going to see it. Consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials. Keep going. Be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance, leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. Watch for. And let, let, and let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking nothing. You see it? Go back to 414. You can leave it in the Amplified. Let them just see it like this, and I'm going to pop it back, okay? So you go, okay, I got, pa- I got to hang in patience. Patience, everybody say patience equals hope. Patience equals hope. Remember? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Patience. Everybody say, I got to have patience. You got to have patience. Okay? So or so is the word of God, the good news regarding the way of salvation. Keep going. Watch this. These in the first group are the ones along the road where the word is sown, but when they hear it, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Watch this. In similar way, in a similar way, these, the second group, are the ones whom the seed was sown on rocky ground, who hear it when they've heard the word, immediately receive a joy, but accept it only what? Superficially. What's that mean? Only on the surface. Watch this. They don't read it. And they have no real root in themselves and so endure for time, but for a little while. Then, when trouble or persecution comes, immediately they are offended and displeased that being associated with me, and stumble and fall away. Okay? So here we go. Break it down, preacher. Okay. I got the Holy Spirit in me. You got the Holy Spirit in you. That's why Jesus came to get you in the Holy Spirit. Every promise in that Bible is yes and amen. You can have it. No limitation. He don't care who you are, where you come from. What you, your, he can care less about your IQ, PQ, QQ, PDQ, whatever you got, bro. He don't care about Jack. If you could find that word, you could find a promise. Now, here's where the word comes in. I got to go, I got to go searching in that treasure book for some promises because they ain't coming to pass through osmosis. Oh, I'm a Christian. They're just going to fall out the sky. You got to have some word. The Bible says it'll take root in your Heart. Now, once I hear that word, guess what happens? Immediately, Satan comes. Well, why does he come immediately when you hear the word? Because he knows if you hold on to that word, you're going to change your life. And he don't want you changing your life. So he says, let me bring, let me crank up some pressure. Because if you got pressure, you know what you're going to think? What am I doing wrong? Something must be wrong. Something wrong in this marriage. Something wrong with my finances. Something wrong, something wrong. If we were doing right, why is everything going wrong? Because problems are promotions in disguise. 
Now I got to say, okay, have I had this word in my heart and am I going to make sure I keep it there? Because when pressure comes, it tries to get you and me to forfeit what it is we heard in the word of God. Look at Psalms 138.2. I'm going to show you this early, but then I'm going to help you, okay? And then we're going to go to 1 Peter. Look at Psalms 138.2. He said, I, I, listen to this. He said, I, look at this, I, okay, I will bow down and worship. Oh, you got an amplified? You might, well, let's see what the amplified says, right? I will bow down and worship worship towards your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your loving kindness and your truth for you have magnified your word together with your name i like king james better he said i magnified my word above my name what's this for thou has magnified thy word above all thy name you know what he's saying you know what he's saying look at this he said jesus said like this i submit myself into this book I'm submitted to this book. Well, Jesus, ain't you the book? Yeah, but I submit myself to it, which means what? I produce everything I see in it. And how about this one? My word is what? Above my name. Last time I checked, the name of Jesus is above every name. That means that this book is the most powerful force on the face of the earth. Because if Jesus subjected himself to it, you don't need nothing more than this book, man. But see, here's the problem. The church has been baffled and blindfolded too long. Well, what's that word going to do with my problem so big? annihilate it? What's that word going to do? I got a jacked up marriage. What's that word going to do with my jacked up finances? It's going to change them. What's that word going to do with this jacked up kid? Change him. What's that word? That word is the most powerful force in the face of the earth. But you got to put it in your heart and leave it there long enough to take root. And you got to start speaking your words out of your mouth. Because here's the thing. I've I, 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 I seen this thing. He said, once you get the promises within your heart and start speaking them out of your mouth, they will manifest in your life. See it? Well, how long is it going to take? How in the world do I know? And what do I care? It's guaranteed results. That's the problem with people. How long is this going to take? How do I know? What do you care? Were you willing to stand forever? You ain't going to have to stand long. Well, I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, glad you asked that. Um, I want to show you something. Because what does it say? What does Hebrews 4 and 12 say? The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing asunder the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow and the thoughts and the intentions. The word of God is quick and powerful. Look at it. For the word of God is quick and powerful. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. The word, the word of God is the most powerful force on the face of the earth. What do you need more than the word? Nothing. But here's the problem. I don't see it working. No, duh. That's why you're walking by sight, not by faith. And we're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight. If you can ever get this, your life will change forever. Faith works in an unseen realm, not in the seen realm. Faith has never worked in the seen realm. It doesn't work there. So why are you looking in the seen realm to tell me whether it's working or not? It doesn't work in a seen realm. It works in an unseen realm. And when it shows up in a seen realm, it's finished. Faith is the substance of things. Now, let's go slow. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. So faith works in an unseen realm, and the minute it shows up in the seen realm, it's finished its job, because he said, why would somebody believe for something when they see it? Because once it shows up in your hand, it's already finished the process. So faith reaches in to the eternity of God and pulls promises out of the eternity of heaven and brings them into your now so that it can become a reality in your life. And everything and anything is true for you because faith can receive it all. And nothing is impossible to the person that's in faith. You see it? Why doesn't it just come to pass? Because it can't. Because the New Testament church has one law, the law of faith. It's a love law, but faith works by love. Understand what I'm saying? The only belief a New Testament Christian really, the only sin a New Testament Christian really believes is the sin of unbelief. You either believe it or not believe it. So this thing's only about faith. I'm going to help you. You want to see it? Just look right here, okay? Did you get that one? You pulled it in? Okay, now watch this, right? Let's just go here. Is it okay to go here? I'm going to give you a couple more scriptures. I'll let you go home. Can we go? Can we go to that? Let's go to, uh, 
You want to go to 1 Peter 4? Let me show you. Let me show you a couple of these that can help you, okay? Just hang with me. Angela, give me one split second. I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of these. Um, 1 Peter 3. First Peter, go like this. Here, let me give you a couple. I didn't give you the other guys this in the morning because I didn't have it to give time. 1 Peter 4 and 12. Write these down. You make these your scriptures, man. First before, beloved, thinking not a strange thing concerning this trial, fire, a trial that's come to try you. Are you here? Are you here? I want to throw something when I hear this stuff. Right? Come on, serious, straight up, really? He's like, beloved. Hello, beloved. I'm like, shut your mouth, you stupid. It's like, come on. This is hard. Not you. Peter, I would have punched him. You, you, you got, Peter wrote it. Can you imagine Peter? Here, here I am today. I'm Peter. You're me. Hello, beloved. You don't feel like throwing something at that? You guys got to wake up earlier when you come to church, man. I'm not trying. I love you. Are you putting your life in this? Couldn't you have said this is going to be agony and you better grit your teeth and bear it? No, he's like, beloved, like Mary Poppins, beloved, thinking not a strange thing when you feel like your head's getting stomped on and your guts are getting ripped out and you feel like you're losing your mind? That's a great thing. Peter, really, dude? You're the guy that was cussing at the fireplace. Why don't you shut up and tell me that, ugh, pain I got to walk through and stop the beloved business because I feel like punching you in the head. Beloved, look at your neighbor and just try it. Beloved, hello, beloved. Oh, my God. This guy's a piece of work, man. Beloved, think it's not a strange thing, the fiery trial that's come to Shut your face, beloved. You don't feel like that? Pete, I like you. You're moving up in the front row. Pete's just loud. Yeah. Oh, beloved nothing. Are you understand what I'm saying? Well, let me read the whole scripture, maybe. You, I know a little bit, maybe, about this. We're, I, he's setting you up. Beloved. Next time my wife gives me a hard time, I'm like, okay, beloved. Hey. Jesus, help me. Don't think. Go back up there. <laughs> I'm not even saying it. This, I'm, just, I'm not, not going to say beloved. Just forget it, okay? Thinking not a strange thing. Now, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. I'm preaching. I know I'm funny, but I'm preaching. Thinking not a strange thing or thinking not strange or don't be unaccustomed with this pain you're going to go through because it's coming concerning the fiery trial that's here to try you. Why? Because I'm a cute little Christian, I got to go through this? No, because you got something in you you're trying to hang on to. Fight the fight of faith. Watch this. As some strange thing that happened to you. Fiery trial. You know what a fiery trial is? Pressure. Fiery darts of the wicked one. Fiery trials. Ideas. Oh, you know what? Oh, yeah, shut up. I don't want to hear your mouth no more. You're done. Yeah, everybody's done. Grow up. We're not done. Kids pressure, money pressure, marry pressure, family pressure, this pressure, that pressure. I want to get out of the earth and get out of the pressure. It's called you're at your funeral. It's over. How many of you want to get out of pressure? It's called you're laying in a box and we're throwing dirt on top of you. Oh, I don't like that. That wasn't really beloved. <laughs> hey, beloved, we're at your funeral. Saying nice things about you. You can't get out of pressure because you're in the earth. Are you here? Why do I got pressure? Because you're in the earth and you got a promise and this is what's coming. And I'm going to give you a million dollar key. Learn from my pain. Learn from my pain. The better you get at staying ahead of pressure, the easier your life's going to be because you ain't never getting away from pressure. But you start learning how to navigate before it really starts moving. And, and, and I'm being real intentional about waiting because it's like, you remember, my mother had a pressure cooker. Remember that thing back in the day? You used to put it and you used to lock the thing and you put that little whistly thing on top 
and you would hear that thing just bouncing around, you knew that thing was going to start whistling sooner or later. You'd hear it whistle. Your life's like that. And everybody around you, I'm waiting for the pressure because something's going to start whistling. Before it whistles, though, I'm going to be ready. You got to start getting like, you got to start. Are you thinking, oh, is that thinking negatively and thinking wrong? No, you got pressure everywhere you go. Some strange thing happened to you. Watch this. Oh, my God. But rejoice. Oh, rejoice for what? As much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering. Oh, that's great. Let's sign up for that. I want to sign up for that. That looked real good. The cross, the pain, the blood. The, oh, great. But you got to understand something. You got to understand what he means by suffering. Your suffering is you're walking in faith. Because you got to get, see, that earth's cursed, and you're walking as the blessed one through the earth. You got to get the stuff. Keep going. That his glory shall be revealed, and you may be God with exceeding joy. Keep going. Watch this. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you, for the spirit of glory resteth upon you. Keep going. Want to see it? Uh, on their part, evil is but on your part, he's glorified. Watch this. Keep going. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or as an evildoer. Watch this. Or as a busybody in other man's matters. Keep going. If any of you suffer of a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him be glorified on this behalf. What's that? Watch this. For the time has come that the judgments begin at the house of God, and if it first begins, let it begin at us. What shall the end of them be? Obey not the gospel of God. You want to obey the gospel, but watch this. And if you're righteous, scarce saved, then how shall the ungodly and sinners appear? What's he saying? You're going to go through it to hold on to righteousness. You're going to go through it to hang on to that word. You want to see it even better? Go to look, for, look over here. Watch this. Check this out. This will help you. Watch this. Go to 1 Peter 1. Go to 1 Peter 1 and 3 and we're done. You okay? Did you get it? The testing of my faith. The standing of my faith, the pressure on my faith, it's all coming for your faith. Amen? You can even look at this. You want to see something cool? Watch this. Um, I didn't give him this one either. Let, let's give him this one first, Aaron. Check this out. First Peter, first Peter 5 and 6. First Peter 5 and 6, and we're going to read all the way to verse um, 11. Ready? Humble yourself. There's that word humble again. Humble yourself means what? Don't lift your opinion above the opinion of God. If God said it, just go with it. You okay? We're going home. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. See it? Did you see it? Humble. Submit yourself to the word. Jesus said, my word, I'm under it. That's, how you, that's humility. Get under the word. Okay? Keep going. Casting all your care upon him for he cared for you. God cares for you. He care. Hey, listen, if you mess something up, repent. He cares for you. He loves you. He's okay with it. He'll help you. Be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a, you can play, walketh as a roaring lion. Walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Watch this. Here it comes, right? Did you get that? The enemy's trying to come and seek who he could destroy, right? Cast all your care upon him, right? Who resist steadfast in what? Faith. Re, who are you supposed to resist in the faith? The devil. So you got to stay in belief. But how do you stay in belief? Stay in the word. Faith cometh by hearing. You got to stay in the word. So you got to keep going back to that promise that you got in your heart. You cannot fight. This battle is not flesh and blood. It's spiritual. What you saying, Pastor Chris? You got to put a word in your heart and put the word in your mouth. You got to put the word in your heart. You got to put the word in your mouth. And when the enemy comes and pushes, you got to say, uh, according to Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus and Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power went about doing good and healing all those oppressed of the devil. And 1 Peter 2, 24, that by his stripes I'm healed. That's what you say when he speaks to your mind. The word of God says, but you ain't got no word in your heart. Guess what you say? I don't know what I'm going to do. Then you start talking like the foolishness of the world. You better all repent. Hear me. Well, yeah, what do I Listen to me. Look at me. Yeah, what do I care about? Our money is so screwed up. You better repent. This marriage is so jacked up. You ain't allowed to say what you want to say about nothing God gave you. You ain't allowed to say. 
that body ain't yours. It was bought with a price. You say what God said about that body. You ain't never heard that a day in your life. I'm going to say it again one more time. Catch me. You're not allowed to say what you want to say about your body. It's not yours. He purchased it. You say what he told you to say about your body. It's not yours. It's a loner. You give me your car. You know what I do? I bring it back washed and filled up with gas. And I make sure I drive it real right. Why is that? It ain't my car. My car got bottles and junk. Why? Kids got. Why? I, 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 come on, man. Listen to me. Your body's a temple. Belongs to God. That marriage belongs to God. Hush your mouth. We need to get divorced. You don't need to do jack. Ain't yours. You talking to me? Maybe I am. I'm going to take this body, go get it ripped, ripped and ready and all. No, you ain't allowed to take this body ripping and ready and high and stupid. You ain't allowed. It ain't yours. You got to bring it back. Kids. You know what? I never thought of that. You got to bring it back. You got to bring this back. You bring it back. You ever think of that? What you mean? Who gave you life? He did. Life in the spirit. You bring it back. Here I am like a good soldier. Finish my race, sir. Yeah, let's look at inventory. Let's see what you did. Here's your reward. In a heavenly body. See what I'm saying? You bringing this thing back, bro. It's a loner. It's an earth suit. It's a loner. You ever go to a wedding, get a tuxedo, you got to bring it back? You're praying to God they don't see that stain you got on there because you were eating like cocktail sauce? You're like, oh, Jesus. Is this going to come out? You know, you <laughs> club soda told me to take it out, right? You don't want to get banged for that cleaning fee? Got to bring it back. Look at this. You got to bring it back. I said I ought to say this. Pop that up there, that first Peter. Let them see that. I think it was one and three or whatever. You, you should have it. I don't know. We got the artwork. Blessed be to God. Blessed be, everybody say, blessed be to God. Oh, you want to see the first Peter one? That's where we were. You want to see the end of that? Yeah, show them first Peter. I'm sorry. First Peter, wherever I had you. I don't remember where it was. No, I, I, you got to see the uh, first Peter 5, 6, and 7. That's the one. I, I messed you up. I got other first Peter early. Go there, and we're going to see that. You know where he said this? Real quick, and then we let them go. First Peter 5, resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Go. With the God of all grace who has called us in the eternal glory by Jesus Christ, go. And after you suffered a while, you better underline that. Listen to this. Look at me. Suffer meaning ceasing from sin. You ain't suffered yet. But I want to say what I want to say. Go be quiet and suffer. Make you perfect, established, strengthened, and settled you. Who wants to be perfect? Established, strengthened, settled. You know what that means? Same thing he said on this. I said, well, after you go through the trial that you fed, you become what? Perfect, unmovable. You know what starts happening? I don't care what, what I see. Come on. This is where we're trying to get you, right? The other first, Peter 3, says this. He says, watch, watch this. I'm going to show it to you, right? You're going to see it, and then you can go. You're going I'm not moved by what I see. What do I care what I see? What I see is subject to change. Blessed be the God and the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ according to His abundant mercy has begotten us. Watch this. Again, into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to inherit incorruptible and undefiled that faded not away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Here we go. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season you are, if need be, are in a heaviness through manifold temptations. I got a season of pressure. Oh, yay. That the trial of your faith. See it? Why is the pressure here? Look, just get, look at me. Don't, don't fade out. You're doing so good. Just look at me. Just look at me. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. I'm helping you. Watch me. I got faith, right? Here I am. I got faith. I got it. Here comes pressure. I got all these promises. My kids, my, my wife, my family, health, wealth, family stuff. 
the compressor. Let it go. Nope. But you're going through all this trial, what? That the trial of my, this is my beliefs, being much more precious than that of gold that perishes, though it's tried with fire, might be found in the praise and honor. Praise and honor. My faith, the Bible says your faith has overcome the world. Jesus. So you do. You hold on. And you're going to go through life. And here's what life's going to do. Give me that. You say, nope. Give me that. Nope. Give me that. Nope. But don't you see what you see? Yeah, but guess what? I don't really care what I see. Because what I see is not going to move what I believe. So I don't care what it looks like. I just walk by what I believe. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? What are you going to say now? I'm going to say what this book says. I'm going to believe what the book says. It don't look like it. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it sounds like. I walk by faith and not by sight. Stand up on your feet. I walk by faith and not by sight. I walk by what I believe and not what I only hear from the naysayers of life. I walk in the power of might and the anointing. Amen. I walk in the ability of heaven. I walk in the anointing. I walk in the power of God. I walk in the ability of the power of God. And every sickness has to die. And every sickness has to go. Every cancerous cell has to be dissolved, evaporated, eradicated, and released. And from this day forward, we believe that the anointing flows in your body, working the healing and the cure. The Bible said you're healed, and that's what we say. You're healed by faith. And God, we need a miracle, amen. We need a miracle in Jesus' name. And you're the God of miracles. Time don't mean nothing to you, and miracles are now in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to heaven. Just lift your hands to heaven. Slips your hands to heaven. That's a lot. That's a lot today. But you need a lot sometimes. So Pastor Chris, what you are saying, now you're in the atmosphere of prayer. Just stay there. You're worshiping. So what you're saying is, I got the Holy Spirit living in me. Yes. He came to me from God. Yes. He can create every one of those promises. Yes. Because you are the incubator of the promises of God. You got to get those words and get them in your heart. Them scriptures. You got to leave them in your heart. And as they keep growing with pressure, pushing on them. What you going to say now? See, because pressure is going to come on your tongue to say something different. If you need prayer, listen to me. If you need prayer, I, I just caught this. We're going to need some help. So listen, so don't nobody go anywhere. If you need prayer today, come down here in the front. Make one straight line. Okay? If you need prayer, there's a lot of people going to fill this altar. So just just come close. Go slow. We ain't in no rush. I ain't going fast. Come down here. Lift your hands to heaven. Close your eyes. Don't stand on top of one another. Real quick. If you need prayer. Now listen. I'm going to give five, five, four, five. As soon as you come down, lift your hands to heaven. As soon as you come down, lift your hands to heaven. I'm going to go real slow. I don't need 52 people catching. Those guys know who to catch. We're going to be here. Ready? Now listen. Okay? Come down here. If you're in this, you need a miracle. Some of you need a miracle. Okay? Some of you just need a touch from heaven to get out of this heaviness you're in. And some of you need this stuff broken off of you. Come down here in the line. Okay? Some of you need a miracle. You need a miracle, come down here. Some of you just need a touch from heaven. You come down here. Some of you got pain in your body, come down here. Some of you got stuff going on. Some of you need to be released from this oppressive thoughts you've been stuck in, okay? And some of you got pressure you can't even handle, okay? Just come down here, lift your hands to heaven, close your eyes, and just surrender to God. We're not in a big rush. If you have to go, I understand you could be dismissed. If you don't have to go, watch the anointing. Really, it's going to come. It's going to fill these people up. Now, listen. Some of you might be out there and say, Pastor Chris, I got pain in my body. Then come in the line. Some of you might be like, man, Pastor Chris, I got mental oppression right now. Come in the line. Come down here and I'm going to pray for you, all right? So, listen. Lift your hands to heaven. There's a really good anointing in here. See that God is able to do things. Please. I'm telling you, the anointing is going to come on in this song. Okay? Now, when you're here, you all you catchers, pay attention. There's going to be like, some of them ain't going to make it until I get there. Okay? And that's all right. Not all of them. Don't worry about nothing. But just like keep an eye on Chris, Sean. Keep an eye on Chris. He ain't going to be. He ain't going to be. And Leah, you better go slow. Don't get, you're speeding up too quick. Don't force no comeback. 
God's got your comeback in the palm of his hand. Bam, there's the power of God. Bam, there's the power of God. Watch Gerald. Bam, Mr. Gerald, watch the anointing. 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 Watch her. Watch her. You gotta watch him. That's because the glory's on her. It came on her forehead. Good job, Sean. Mr. Gerald, watch this. Bam. Watch the power of God. Bam. Watch the power of God. Pete, watch the anointing. You guys are doing it. Yeah, leave her on the floor. She's going to be fine. Say, what are you doing here? Bam. Watch the anointing, Pete. Pete, man, you've been faithful a long time. Long time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the anointing. Watch the anointing. Stay with her. Anointing. Oh, top of his head, soul, and feet. God, you got this ministry release on here. Jesus' name. Sapa kalamate ingli bangli ela ba 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 ba. Lift your hands to heaven. Lift your hands to heaven. Don't get weary in pressing in. Don't get weary in pressing in. Free. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.